0: Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're doing a 14 team PPR mock draft from the ninth overall spot on Fantasy Pros. But we are going to be drafting up against the ESPN pre draft ranking, so it's going to be like we're drafting on ESPN, but we are drafting up against the computers on Fantasy Pros. In this video, the roster positions are one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end flex kicker defense, and six bench spots. Inside of this video, I'm going to be going over my thought process inside of this draft and tell you guys. Guys, my overall draft strategy in a 14 team league because the way you approach a league definitely changes by how many teams are in the league. In an 8 team league, I'm looking to draft one way, in a 10 team league, it's kind of different. Same thing with the 12 team league and 14 and higher, it is a completely different draft strategy. And we're to get to that inside of this video. But before we get on into it, if you do end up enjoying today's video and you are new to my YouTube channel, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below. Not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys win. Your 2021 Fantasy Football Championship. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you hit that like button down below to help boost this video up the algorithm so that more beautiful people like yourself can see today's video. I'd also like to let you guys know that I write articles every single day on Osmo.com. It is the best way to help me out, besides hitting that like button, besides hitting that subscribe button, is by checking out those articles on Osmo.com in the pinned comment as well as in the link in the description so without further ado let's get on into it Now, like I was saying earlier in a 14 team league, my strategy is definitely very different because while normally I'm looking to snag those running backs early out of two of the first three rounds, I'm looking to get running backs, but even more so in a 14 team league because the fall off at the running back position is so much faster when you're used to maybe a 10 team league or a 12 team league because of the additional picks that are happening in between your picks when compared to a 12 or a 10 team league. So players come off The board very, very fast in the third round, which we will probably see in this video. The running backs are not going to be looking as strong, so I really do like to get those running backs early and often, especially if the value falls to me. Now, again, a lot about fantasy football is value based drafting, is trying to draft based upon what the best value is on the board. Say, I don't love a running back, but a wide receiver is there that I really like, then I'm going to take that wide receiver because I understand that the wide receiver is probably going to help my team out more than a running back that I'm not all that confident in but with that said in a 14 team league a lot of people are going to reach for running backs even more than in a 10 or 12 team league because of the amount of value that they have in this kind of a format with not everyone being able to snag up all of these running backs so looking at the draft board the draft begins with Christian McCaffrey followed by Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Travis Kelsey, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb now on ESPN Travis Kelsey always goes inside of the first round on every other other website like Yahoo or uh, CBS or NFL Travis Kelsey could go into the second round but on ESPN they haven't ranked as the fourth overall player so basically every single time he just goes inside of the top five because if someone wants him and they're looking at the board they're like man there's no way he's gonna fall I have to pick him now and a lot of people just draft based upon what's on their fucking screen Travis Kelsey's at the top of the screen that means he's the best player I gotta take him that's how some people draft and that's why he always goes in the first round on their website that's why I tell you guys to please practice on the website that you are going to be drafting on if you're drafting on NFL practice on NFL if you're gonna draft on ESPN practice on ESPN so on and so forth because it gets you the best idea of where the players are actually going to be getting drafted now again no mock draft is going to be perfect random things are going to happen especially during your real draft so Might take a kicker in the third round or the fifth round or something that you do not expect. But going there and doing all these mock drafts is the best way to be prepared. And hopefully you end up enjoying my videos, then they help you out as well. So looking at the board here, we are likely to go running back because no one has really went with anything besides running backs at this point. But I'm still confident with a couple of players on the board, that being Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, and Austin Eckler. So I'm gonna go ahead and hide the drafted players so we have a better idea on who's available. Now, like I said. I like drafting. I'm fine drafting a wide receiver at this spot if I was not comfortable in the running back position. But with Ezekiel Elliott and with Aaron Jones, I am very comfortable at this spot. The question is, which running back will it be? I want you guys to let me know who you want to go with right now, Ezekiel Elliott or Aaron Jones, and then I'm going to explain my thought process on it. So Ezekiel Elliott, he's on the Dallas Cowboys. Their offensive line, not as good as it has been in the past, but it's still not a complete and utter wall that just gets fucking ripped open and then they can't do anything it's an okay offensive line quarterback position is good there with dak prescott a little bit worrisome that he's banged up but he should be fine so all signs pointing towards something good for ezekiel elliott any bounce back season aaron jones this guy is really good. He's been really good two years in a row. The offensive line is pretty solid. The quarterback position is locked in with Aaron Rodgers being there. So the question is, which running back do I want to pick? Personally, I'm starting to really like Aaron Jones even more than I had previously. And I was already very high on Aaron Jones when compared to the consensus. So we're going to go with Aaron Jones here of the Green Bay Packers. Would I judge you if you pick Ezekiel Elliott? No. Aaron Jones is a touchdown monster. I believe this Green Bay Packers offense is going to be potent yet again. I believe Aaron Rodgers is going to put on an absolute clinic this season so I'm gonna go with Aaron Jones here both of these running backs very similar both good at running the ball both good and the pass catching side of the game so it's pretty much a coin flip here I'm gonna lean Aaron Jones but if you wanted to pick Ezekiel Elliott I'm not gonna have too much of an argument there if I'm being honest with you we're gonna go with Aaron Jones here at the 109 there's probably a 0% chance that Ezekiel Elliott or Aaron Jones regardless of which one we ended up picking would have fallen our way at the 206 so after we went ahead and drafted Mr. A. a. Ron Jones Tyree Kill came off the board followed by Devontae Adams, Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Stefan Diggs, Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, Calvin Ridley, Najee Harris, and DK Metcalf. While I stated earlier that I believe you should be drafting based upon value, at this point in the second round, if you already drafted a wide receiver, to me, you got to really think about how confident you are in that other wide receiver that you take before you do it. Because, I'm not in love with DK Metcalf. I've kind of talked about this ad nauseum on my channel. I believe that DK Metcalf is an excellent wide receiver. This guy is a beast of a human being. This guy has been etched out of stone like one of those Greek gods, like Zeus or something. He's absolutely cut up. He looks amazing. But, but he's on Seattle. And Seattle, they were very good last season, good at throwing the ball. But the thing is, Pete Carroll continues, continues to talk about how they need to run the football more. And I believe Pete Carroll, when he says it, he is going to try to run the ball more this year with Chris Carson. What does that mean for DK Metcalf? Probably less attempts. And then there's also the opportunity that Tyler Lockett maybe is a little bit more consistent. And if Tyler Lockett starts lighting it up for more games, then DK Metcalf is going to shrivel up because DK Metcalf was not playing very good at all when Lockett was playing good and vice versa. When Lockett's on fire, DK Metcalf is rendered near useless for fantasy football. When Metcalf is doing good, it's the same thing. Lockett doesn't play all that well, so I'm pretty worried about drafting D.K. Metcalf this early, especially ahead of the other wide receivers that are still available at this point. I do like Calvin Ridley more than D.K. Metcalf. I like DeAndre Hopkins more than D.K. Metcalf. I like Keenan Allen. I like Justin Jefferson. I like A.J. Brown. I almost like Allen Robinson more than D.K. Metcalf, so I think that is a little bit ambitious, especially with the safety that DeAndre Hopkins brings to the position, even if I'm not super sold in on DeAndre Hopkins this year. I'd be pretty shocked if he wasn't a top five wide receiver so looking at the board here with a couple more wide receivers being taken at the end of the first round and into the second round there are still some solid running backs being taken now I know that if you're not used to playing in a 14 team league picking Clyde Edwards Hilaire inside of the second round may seem a little bit crazy because in most of these drafts I'm doing he is a third round pick but you have to think about this a lot differently we're at the number 20 overall spot we're basically at the back half of the second round if this was a 12 team draft we're at the end of the the second round if this is a 10 team draft so things go a little bit differently and I am fine taking Clyde Edwards Hilaire at this spot now I am not the biggest fan of Clyde Edwards Hilaire I believe that he is going to struggle mightily yet again at trying to score touchdowns because of the build his build he's a short motherfucker he's not a bulldozer or something. He's not five seven, 250, like Malcolm Brown or something. I don't know exactly how tall Malcolm Brown is, but he's not that tall. He's just a, a thumper. That's what Malcolm Brown is. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is not that. But he's on the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best offenses in the NFL with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL with one of the best head coaches in the NFL on a team that is going to continue to give him the ball. If you look at his stats last year with Le'Veon Bell versus without, without Le'Veon Bell, this guy was looking like he might have actually finished in the top 10 where a lot of people were drafting him last year. But, obviously, Le'Veon Bell came to town. And while Le'Veon Bell was basically useless for fantasy football, he was still eating enough in the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's workload that it screwed Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over. So, I think C.E.H. in 2021 should have a bounce-back year. Bounce-back year. He didn't, He's not bouncing back from anything. He had a really good rookie year, but he just didn't live up to those expectations. So, I'm very happy to draft Clyde Edwards-Hilaire here. I would also consider drafting Chris Carson at this spot, like I was speaking about before with D.K. Metcalf. I know that... They're going to try to pass the ball. They're going to try to throw the ball, but they are also going to try to establish the run. Pete Carroll continues to talk about it. So, I like Chris Carson a lot, but I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire here since I feel like I haven't talked about him a lot, and I feel pretty safe with him inside of the second round with a lot of upside, obviously, being that he's on the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Could have went with DeAndre Hopkins had I not have went running back at that pick. So after I went with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, DeAndre Hopkins came off the board, followed by Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, George Kittle, me timbers Patty Mahomes, Darren Waller, Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Chris Carson, DeAndre Swift, Michael Thomas, and Amari Cooper. For some reason on here, Michael Thomas always goes earlier than he should. Right now, I would slot him in to be around an eighth-round pick. ...around that range because we don't know the exact timetable of his return. And if you are taking him, he may be gone for over half of the season. Now, you can put him on your IR if you have a league that lets you have an IR... ...which is where I'd be more likely to draft him slightly higher... But you could potentially be missing him for half of the season, and he could come back and re-injure himself or come back and be shit because Michael Thomas wasn't the greatest last year. He would have been prone for a humongous bounce-back season, but he actually ghosted the New Orleans Saints. I don't know if you guys saw this. He ghosted the Saints, like all the, the training, all of this shit. He ghosts the whole team and then comes back and then gets the surgery. Very, very crazy, but I want to expect more from Michael Thomas, the king of the Twitter fingers who'd be typing a lot. So continuing on here. I have something to talk about here, real quick, before we do our pick. Tight end. The topic of tight ends in a 14 team league. To me, this is the kind of format where I don't give a fuck who my tight end is. Now, obviously, I do, because I don't want to be starting someone who's not starting or something, like the second string tight end or something. But I'm not going out here like I'm in a 10 or 12 team league. Like, Man, I, I can get a tight end early, Travis Kelsey, Derek Waller, and I'm excited every single time because I have that positional advantage. And I understand it is still the same positional advantage as it is in an 18-team league as it is in a 14-team league. But what I'm saying is that you need to load up on these running backs early. I am very confident on that. So... What happens if you don't take the running backs early and you draft a tight end and then your running back depth is looking a bit weak? To me, drafting a tight end early in a 14 team league is not the best strategy. Can you win with it? 100%. You can win with literally any strategy. You could take a kicker in the first round, you could take Young Hoku with the 101 and still win your league if things go your way because the league isn't won in the draft. A lot of people focus in on that, and it is one of the biggest parts of your team, because if you draft it completely shit to your team, it's going to be so much harder to win, but the way you win is from the waiver wire pickups, the trades you make, all of those in-season moves are very focal to your winning. That's all I'm saying. I am not all in on drafting a tight end early in a 14-team league. Can you do it? Yes, but you're not going to catch me doing it. My main league with my friends is a 14-team league. Never have I ever drafted a tight end early in that kind of a format so if you guys haven't ended up enjoying thus far we're about 12 ish minutes on into this video so we got to kind of chug on in because we're only two picks in but I hope I'm giving you guys a good understanding of my strategy in a 14 team league because this is the first time I've done a 14 team mock this season so if you guys have enjoyed and you are new hit that subscribe button if not or maybe if you are subscribed regardless, hit the like button too, it really does help me out, so, and thank you guys for 14,000 subscribers, so, back on into it here, we are going to probably not go running back at this spot, I do like David Montgomery, so the question is, should we have went with Aaron Jones in the first, that was not debatable, or he could have went Zeke, I guess, but Aaron Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and David Montgomery, Or Aaron Jones, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and the wide receiver we take, I'd probably lean with the double running back than the wide receiver because I like Lamb and I like Robert Woods to potentially have a top 12 season. Same thing goes with Julio Jones. Now, I don't hate Chris Carson, but what I realize about this Tampa Bay offense is that Tom Brady does something which not a lot of quarterbacks do, which is he just throws it to whoever's open. He doesn't focus in on one wide receiver. He knows that he has these all-pro talents. Chris Godwin, he has Mike Evans, he has Gronk, he has Antonio Brown, he just throws it to whoever's open. He doesn't just focus in on one player like some quarterbacks do. So I think Chris Carson, or not Chris Carson, Chris Godwin, is going to struggle in a couple of games where maybe they just shit-stomp another team and they run the ball a lot, which is possible because they have really strong in defense. But what I'm really talking about is what happens when Antonio Brown starts really lighting it up because Antonio Brown was really good last year down the stretch of the season when he was actually not suspended and could play for the team. So I'm a bit worried about all these Tampa Bay wide receivers. I love Brady because I think there's going to be a great offense, but I don't love drafting these wide receivers, especially early. I'm fine taking Antonio Brown like the ninth round or something, but on Chris Godwin, I'm a little bit... A little bit more nervous. I think Mike Evans is the safer option, but I think Godwin has more upside uh, because Evans always just scores all those touchdowns. So looking at wide receiver, right now with what we know about Amari Cooper, I'm still sold in that Amari Cooper is going to be the number one target on this team. But Amari Cooper has this predisposition to hurting his foot. He suffers from plantar fasciitis, I believe is what it's called again. Not a doctor, which is bad which is bad. I still like Amari Cooper, but I think I might have to move CeeDee Lamb over him over him pretty soon, so I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb here. I like Robert Woods as well. Writing an article about him should be out either tonight as you're watching this or tomorrow, so I do like Robert Woods a lot in LA, but I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb here of the Dallas Cowboys. I believe heavily in this offense, and I believe in Dak Prescott. Again, I could have picked Zeke, but if I picked Zeke, I'm not too sure if I would have wanted to draft Zeke and C.D. Lamb but they are such a good offense that I almost kind of would have to. So I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb here at the 309, 37th overall. So after we went ahead and drafted Mr. CD Lamb, you can see that Josh Jacobs came off the board, followed by Adam Thielen, David Montgomery, Miles Gaskin, Robert Woods, Chase Edmonds, Julio Jones, DJ Moore, Javante Williams, and Travis Etienne. What I was talking about at the beginning, about how the running back position falls off, you can see it. You just watched it with your own eyes. The first three rounds... Again, I don't like all these running backs. I'm It's not that I don't like the running backs because how fantasy works is I like all of these players, but at a certain point in the draft, early on, I like some of these running backs. I don't like other running backs. Like I'm not really willing to pay the price on Jonathan Taylor at the 106 because of the injury of Chris or of Carson Wentz and of Quentin Nelson. But does that mean that I wouldn't draft Jonathan Taylor in the second round? No. I don't like Javante Williams in the fourth round. I don't like Travis Etienne in the fourth round, but that's where they're going to go in a 14-team league. And now this guy's team is Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, Josh Jacobs, and Travis Etienne. That team fucking stinks in my opinion. Josh Jacobs is a fine running back, but Kenyon Drake being there limits his upside by a million because Josh Jacobs was already not going to be a reception monster or something in 2021 like he was spoke up to be last season. He's not going to be that, but now with Kenyon Drake there, it's limited even further, and Kenyon Drake is better than any of the other running backs Josh Jacobs has dealt with in the past, so he's going to be more involved. Gruden bought him in for a reason. So, that does worry me again. He's not a bad pick in the third round, but his upside is limited. I like Montgomery. I like Miles Gaskin. I still really like Mike Davis, who is available at this point. And I also like Darrell Henderson, whose ADP is sitting at the fifth or sixth round on some sites. In other sites, he goes in like the third round. So again, that's why I really try to tell you guys to look at your website's ADP, where you're going to be drafting before you do your draft and do those mock drafts on there. So looking at the board here, we do have just one wide receiver and two running backs. But after this point, after Darrell Henderson, after Mike Davis, after Kareem Hunt, there is about a 0% chance we get them. Because if you see at the top here, our next turn is in 17 picks. So to me, there is absolutely 0% chance that we get any of those guys inside of the fifth round. Because people need the running back, so they're going to take them. So we have to take one of these guys here... If we want to have a strong third running back, which I believe that we need. And then in the fifth, the sixth round, you could just hammer on these wide receivers. I'm really, really confident with CD Lamb's sophomore year breakout. I mean, he broke out in 2020, if we're being honest. He had a great season, but he could do even better with Dak Prescott healthy. So technically, some will call him a breakout candidate in 2021. So here, we're taking one of these guys. Which one is it? I like Kareem Hunt. I think he is a ultra safe pick. He's like putting the rubber on before you stick it in there, right? Kareem Hunt, very, very safe. Mike Davis, I love Mike Davis. I do. I like Mike Davis a lot. He is on a team that is going to be pass-heavy, though, but he's a good pass-catching running back. I think he is more safe than Kareem Hunt, so I would lean him. Darrell Henderson... There is a chance they still bring someone in, but it continues to be that Sean McVay is basically just fucking planting his flag into the ground and they're not trading for anyone. They're not bringing anyone in. So if it's the Darrell Henderson backfield, I like him more than Mike Davis. If they bring someone in, that would move him back. So right now we're going to lean Darrell Henderson here inside of the fourth round. With Matthew Stafford under center, I believe this team is going to be able to move the ball at a very effective pace, even better than with Jared Goff last season. Obviously, I believe Matthew Stafford has the potential to be a top five quarterback in the NFL, not necessarily in fantasy. I do believe that, but more of an NFL standpoint, just a very safe quarterback, very accurate quarterback. Can throw deep down the field. I'm very confident in Stafford and this team, so I like Darrell Henderson, especially if they're going to give him that hefty workload, which I believe they will. After Darrell Henderson came Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk in the fourth round a little crazy there Mike Davis Josh Allen Cooper Cup Kyler Murray Kareem Hunt Mark Andrews Damian Harris Deontay Johnson Raheem Mostert Corlin Sutton James Robinson and Dak Prescott so my fruition I had a fucking that's so Raven-esque look into the future there I knew what was gonna happen Obviously, all those running backs were gone. Anyone could, any fucking idiot could have told you that was going to happen. So now we're back up on the board here. One, two, three, four quarterbacks already off the board. Typically, this is what happens is someone takes Mahomes uh, early on in the draft. Normally, Mahomes goes first out of all these guys pretty much every single time. Then Mahomes, and then maybe there's sometimes there's a little bit of lingering. There's a wait, and then bam, wa-pow, fucking boom, like one of those comic books boom, quarterback, 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 because people start to worry. They're like, man, if I don't draft Josh Allen here, I'm not going to get him in the next round. And then that person who took Kyler Murray is like, man, well, they could have gotten him in the next round, obviously, because they're on the turn. But man, maybe in the sixth round when I'm back up, maybe I'm going to be stuck with Russell Wilson. Oh, fuck. And then they panic. That's normally what happens. The same thing happened with the Dak pick. That typically happens a lot in these fantasy drafts. So looking back on the board here, we got three running backs, one wide receiver. And like I said, I'm relatively confident with this range at the wide receiver position. There was a lot of reports about Mr. Joe Burrow struggling in practice, but it seems like he got the monkey off his back in today's practice earlier on today, and he's looking a lot better, which is great for T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd. So the question here is, Do we take the wide receiver? We're not looking quarterback here. I really normally wait on quarterback. So we're looking either wide receiver, not running back, not quarterback, or tight end. Now, I said I don't want to draft the tight end early. But when I mean early, I mean like the first three rounds, right? The fifth round, to me, that's the middle of the draft. The meet, what is that called? Like the... I don't even know what kind of uh, type of metaphor, maybe simile I was trying to use here. But yeah, I think that TJ Hawkinson is a great pick inside the fifth round. I believe he should be the number fourth ranked tight end in fantasy. He went uh, after that because Mark Andrews got picked ahead of him, which is a pretty solid value here. But the question is, am I fine punting the position, or do I need to take the tight end here and then just hunt for some more wide receivers in the sixth, seventh, eighth round? I think that's what I'm going to lean Even though at the beginning I said not to take a tight end early, I really did mean the first couple of rounds... I'm fine here in the fifth round with TJ Hawkinson because I believe TJ Hawkinson is the best wide receiver on this roster in Detroit, and he plays tight end. I understand Jared Goff is not Matthew Stafford. I made that very clear when I talked about uh, Robert Woods earlier. I made that very clear when I talked about Darrell Henderson, but I'm still confident in TJ Hawkinson to get the ball thrown to him by Jared Goff because he is the best target on this team. All the wide receivers that I probably liked will be gone, but, you know, it is what it is at that point. So after we went ahead and drafted Mr. TJ Hawkinson, Leonard Fournette came off the board, Fought by Zach Moss, Odell Beckham Jr., Jamar Chase, Ronald Jones, Kyle Pitts, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, the pervert, Logan Thomas, and Russell Wilson, Zach Moss inside the fifth round. You know, don't do that. Don't do that. Now, I don't love any of these other running backs that are available, but I'll tell you, I would rather close my eyes and click on the screen right here and end up with one of those running backs over Zach Moss. Even though all the signs are pointing toward Moss being the starter, 76 overall is a little too early for him. I definitely would have preferred Michael Carter over him as well as Melvin Gordon. So here, T. Higgins fell our way. Very magical here that we were able to predict that he would fall this far. Not really. I love T. Higgins here. I think the Joe Burrow offense is going to be very similar to CeeDee Lamb's offense in Dallas. I have talked about this ad nauseum on my channel, but there's a reason why I like these wide receiver cores in Dallas and in Cincinnati because the defense there on both teams is atrocious. It is atrocious. In Dallas, it is terrible. In Cincinnati, it's terrible. And these offenses are going to have to be throwing the ball at unprecedented rates. And if Joe Burrow is able to stay healthy, T. Higgins was looking mighty fine last year. I believe in him yet again in 2021. I believe Jamar Chase went ahead of him, but that's not all that surprising because there always is that rookie hype. Joe Burrow and him have that connection from college. So I understand. I personally have T. Higgins ranked ahead, but again, Yeah, It's really splitting hairs at that point with those guys, kind of like Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. So after T. Higgins comes Dallas Godert, Aaron Rodgers, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, David Johnson, Chase Claypool, Melvin Gordon, DJ Chark, Jerry Judy, Robbie Anderson, Devontae Smith, Joe Burrow, I'm in the pocket like Burrow, Will Fuller, Juju Smith-Schuster, LaVishka, Chenault, and James Connor. So right now our roster is pretty filled up. Two running backs, we got two wide receivers, one tight end and our flex, which is a running back. In Henderson, I do apologize if I sound like, nasally in this video, I don't know why, I need to fucking blow my nose or something, I blew my nose, I still sound like an idiot, so I genuinely apologize for that, my voice normally is very annoying, but it's not this annoying, I do apologize, so, looking on the board, a lot of quarterbacks came off the board, but I'm still fine waiting, but you gotta make sure, you gotta make damn sure, that before you, once you take your, you gotta make sure that you take your quarterback before these other people start taking their backup quarterbacks, because in a lot of leagues, people take backup quarterbacks, and it really screws over yourself, so make sure you're ready you're going to be able to smell it coming because normally it happens like a couple rounds after everyone has their starting quarterback then they panic they want a backup quarterback in a 14 team league though I do advise you leave one bench spot for a backup quarterback I don't believe you need a backup tight end especially if you draft a Hawkinson one of those guys I do not draft a backup tight end in that case While I love Michael Carter at this spot, we already have three running backs. We only have two wide receivers, and we have a tight end, so we're going to have to go ahead and hop back in on that wide receiver boat here. I like Tyler Boyd a lot, but again, we already have T. Higgins, so I'm not going to try to double dip into that offense at the wide receiver position. So here, to me, there is a glaring pick, and it is Brandon Cooks. Now, Brandon Cooks is the opposite of a sexy pick. Brandon Cooks is like a pick you get when they're fucking completely clothed, Um, they have a box over their head, something like that, just full-on clothed, but... You know, you know what's underneath, and it's uh, something very nice, as a Borat would say. So that's how I feel about Brandon Cooks. He's in Houston, shitty quarterback situation because we don't know what's happening with Deshaun Watson. And if I'm being honest with you, I thought we would know by now. Months ago, I was saying by the end of August, early September, we're gonna know by then what's happening with Deshaun Watson. But we have no fucking idea right now. Will it be Tyrod Taylor? Will it be David Mills, Davis Mills? It'll probably be Tyrod Taylor. Brandon Cooks is still the wide receiver one in Houston, so I'm willing to take the pick here in the seventh round on the wide receiver one there. Who? Finished- Finished as a top 20 wide receiver last year. But Nick, it was with Deshaun Watson. I understand. But he's still a wide receiver one in the National Football League. Going inside of the 7th round here. Pick, what was that, 90-something? That is very, very good value. So right now, we're at pick 104. This is normally, like, near the 10th round. But we're we're only in the 8th round because it is a 14-team league. So the pick's down here. That's why you got to really pay attention to all these deep sleepers. Because in a 14-team league, those deep sleepers may not even be deep enough for you. You may need to do some deep, deep sleepers, some next-level deep-sea fishing here for some sleepers that I'm going to be talking about in this video. So after we're with Brandon Cooks, came Michael Gallup, Curtis Samuel, A.J. Dillon, Debo Samuel, Hollywood, Brown, Kenyon Drake, Tyler, yeah, Boyd, Henry Ruggs, Jamal Williams, Jarvis Landry. I absolutely hate the Henry Ruggs pick. I do not believe in him at all. It's not actually that I think he's a bad wide receiver. I just don't think he's a alpha wide receiver there I think John Brown could be that so I like John Brown a lot later than Henry Ruggs so I'm not going to go ahead and draft Henry Ruggs at that spot right now we have three wide receivers three running backs a very balanced approach now right now where we're sitting I have to draft Michael Carter I have to draft Michael Carter his ADP is going to rise directly through the fucking roof in the next couple of weeks I'm telling you that because the hype train's gonna start really picking up. It's already started to pick up. Choo-choo! But it's about to go full steam ahead directly through a wall. Michael Carter's the clear running back one based upon every single report out of this training camp. He is looking amazing. I love Michael Carter here in New York. Even if the Jets aren't the greatest team, I still believe Michael Carter is an excellent pick here inside the eighth round. Had he had not been there, I would have went with Trey Sermon. Had Trey Sermon not have went there, I would have probably drafted Mike Williams or Corey Davis or Antonio Brown at that spot. So after we went ahead and drafted Michael Carter Jr., let's See who came off the board here? After Michael Carter came Devin Singletary, Antonio Brown, Jalen Waddle, Corey Davis. Jalen Waddle looking really good in Dolphins' camp as a Dolphins fan. I pay very close attention to that. He looks really good. Jalen Waddle, Corey Davis, Trey Sermon, Gus, Bus, Edwards, Latavius Murray, Tony Pollard, Naheem Hines, Philip Lindsay, Alexander Matthew JD McKissick, Jalen Rager, Marvin Jones, Mike, Mikey, Mike Williams, and Tariq Cohen. Do not pick Tariq Cohen. It appears he is going to be missing some weeks at the beginning of the season based upon what I know now. Great for David Montgomery very very bad for uh, Tariq Cohen so here want to go ahead and take our quarterback at this point there's still good quarterbacks here before people start swooping up their second quarterback I like Jalen Hurts I like the upside here I love the upside in Jalen Hurts but how sold in are we right now that Deshaun Watson won't get traded for him how sure are we on that I'm not 100% sure I think Jalen Hurts could get traded for Deshaun Watson tomorrow So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. The upside of Hurts is very high, but Matthew Stafford, very safe play with high upside, especially if this LA Rams offense is as potent as I believe it will be. Under Matthew Stafford, I am very confident in this pick to LA Rams players on my team but this is going to be a very good team so I'm definitely fine doing that so after we went ahead and drafted Mr. Matty snapback of the LA Rams Cole Beasley came on the board followed by T.Y. Hilton, McCole Hardman, Michael Pittman, Perry Campbell, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Parker, James White, Giovanni Bernard, and Robert Tunyon. I moved myself up to the top right of the screen because I think I was covering up too much at the bottom right so out of those picks again Jalen Hurts is a fine pick but I'm, not st- I'm still not sold in on Jalen Hurts. I don't know what it is about him. Those wide receiver picks, Michael Pittman, Petty Campbell of the Indianapolis Colts, way too early at this point with how uncertain we are in Carson Wentz. So looking at the board here, probably going to dip our toes back into the running back and the wide receiver position. We're at full-on backup running backs. That's why you really, really have to load up on the running backs early because in the 10th round in like a 10-12 team league, there's still running backs there that I like. Right now, these guys are certified handcuffs. That's why you got to snag your running backs early here, folks. That's why we focused in on that so heavily in this video and hopefully if you haven't played in a 14-team league before and you are going to be playing a 14-team league this video really showed that off clearly to you and that's what I was that was the real goal of this video so looking at the board here at wide receiver Darnell Mooney Sterling Shepard Russell Gage Sterling Shepard appears to be the clear wide receiver two there in New York behind Kenny Galladay pretty solid Darnell Mooney clear wide receiver two there in Chicago clear wide receiver two in Atlanta is Russell Gage Elijah Moore, looking good. It appears that they're going to trade Denzel Mims. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. They draft Denzel Mims very early last year. They're already going to cut the ties with him. The Jags cutting the ties apparently with CJ Henderson looking for a trade. Man, oh man. All these guys are getting moved that were getting traded last year. I personally think Mooney is the most upside pick here. Gage is the safest pick. Sterling Shepard... He's Sterling Shepard, he's fine, nothing too sexy there. So we're going to go ahead here, and it depends what you want here. So we have CeeDee Lamb, we have T. Higgins, and we have Brandon Cooks. So we have some safety, at least with Lamb, in my opinion, at least with Cooks. Higgins will have some really big games, in my opinion. He'll have some down games, but overall, I think the offense will be good enough to sustain Higgins as well as Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd at points. And Brandon Cooks is that safe pick. So we're going to be hunting pure on upside at this pick. The safer option is Gage, who's going to fill in that Julio Jones role perfectly. He'll be fine. He's looking good at camp. But Darnell Mooney, he's the high upside pick with Andy Dalton. Not too sure if he's going to do these amazing things. But once Justin Fields gets fired in there, because Justin Fields, man, oh, man, he is tearing it up in camp. There's never really reports of guys playing like shit in camp. But when I see the videos of how Justin Fields is moving, chef's kiss if you're a Chicago Bears fan. Just going to probably have to wait a couple of weeks for it to actually come to fruition, but we're going to go with Darnell Mooney here, deep down the field threat, now with Anthony Miller gone. Nice open hole there for Mr. Uh, Darnell. Here comes the Mooney to be the wide receiver too there. After Darnell Mooney came Jacoby Myers, Tevin Coleman, Darrell Williams, uh, Darrington Evans, Rashad Penny, Nelson Aguilar, defense, defense, Traquan Smith, Rashad Bateman, defense, Elijah Moore, Noah Fant, T.Y. Johnson, Ty Johnson, Mike Gasicki, Devontae Booker. Ty Johnson might beat out Tevin Coleman as the two there in New York. I figured I would note that because I really do like Tevin Coleman. I figured I would note that, though, so you guys know. Make sure that you're following very closely. If you want to actually get the most up-to-date news, I normally retweet anything that I believe is fantasy relevant on Twitter, so follow me on Twitter, at NotoriousFNTSY. I talk about everything in the videos that I can remember, that when I'm like, there's nothing written down for these mock drafts. I'm just talking off the fucking brain. I'm like Eminem in fucking eight mile right now. just going ham here. So back into it, back into it. We do need a backup quarterback, but not yet because no one seemed to appear to pull the trigger on one yet. We don't need a backup tight end. So we're going wide receiver running back here again. This is why you draft all these running backs because the running backs here suck ass. Kenneth Gainwell, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? I don't know. They have on Johnson there as well. Marlon Mack, that's the clear running back three on that team. Salvin Ahmed, the only real running back here that I see even gracing the field without an injury. But I already am confident in my, my running backs. I have to be. Michael Carter, Darrell Henderson, Aaron Jones ceh these are the anchors of my fucking roster i have to believe in that so i'm gonna go wide receiver go for some more upside draft russell gage if you want to go super high upside go john brown because he could be the wide receiver one in las vegas some people are really talking out brian edwards talking up brian edwards of the las vegas Raiders. brian edwards who had like 100 yards last year yeah that's gonna be the guy right yep that's gonna be the guy according to uh, a lot of these fantasy analysts that's gonna be the guy no names though Not, not gonna name anyone Not gonna name drop anyone no free ads no free ads. After Russell Gage, we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, Janu Smith, Rob Gronkowski, Sony Michelle, 49ers defense, Wayne Gallman, Uv Smith, Hunter Henry, uh, Washington football team, Justin Jackson. I thought for some reason the guy who took Janu also took Hunter Henry, which is just an all-time stupid move, but it would have been funny if they did it. Don't take two tight ends that are on the same team. Don't Don't handcuff... Your tight end, so two more picks before we got to go ahead and draft our kicker and our defense. Looking at running back, Salvin Ahmed is still here, so I'm going to go ahead and take him and then draft a quarterback with that final pick before we go kicker and defense again. I don't think Salvin Ahmed's going to be on the field all that much, but to me, he's the clear running back to behind Miles Gaskin. I don't like. Salvin Ahmed, that guy, not Salvin Ahmed, I do like Salvin Ahmed, I don't like Malcolm Brown, I believe that guy's just a thumper running back, he's going to steal a couple tugs, but that's really it, I like Salvin Ahmed much, much more, I feel very confident in saying that he is the running back too, behind Miles Gaskin, and we'll be getting some work during the season, but obviously not a whole lot because of how good Miles Gaskin appears to be, so back to the draft board, after we went ahead and drafted Jameson Crowder came, Eric Ebron, Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper, Bills defense, Marlon Mack, Kenneth Gainwell, Joshua Kelly, John Brown, Malcolm Brown, Benny Snell, Chubba, Hubbard, Ramadre Stevenson, Samaje Pirine, Javian Hawkins, and WikiWiki Wiki DJ Dallas. So back up on the board here, most of these quarterbacks wouldn't actually be here normally. So I'm going to make the real pick, but I'm going to tell you who I would also actually pick. Make sure that you're checking out the buys here by week 11. Don't want your backup quarterback to be by week 11 as well. I like Matt Ryan. I do like Trevor Lawrence slightly more though when you're looking for pure upside. Is the buy similar? No, they have different buys. I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence, but if these guys weren't here, because it, they probably wouldn't be, I would be looking for Tua. I would be looking for Big Ben. I would be looking for Justin Fields. I'd be looking for Jameis Winston at that spot. So we're gonna go Matt or we're gonna go Trevor Lawrence, but I do like Tua a lot. I also like Ryan Fitzpatrick, especially as my quarterback number two, because I don't have to play him every single week. And you could normally ride the train, you can feel him getting hot. And when that guy is hot, when Ryan Fitzpatrick's hot, he's like a top 10 quarterback every week. So here we're going kicker and defense to close out on the draft. Looking at the draft board, after we went ahead and selected Mr. Trevor Lawrence, touchdown Jesus, we see Kerryon Johnson come off the board to a tongue of Iloa, Damian Williams, LaMichael P. Ryan, Marky, Mock, Ingram, Maddie Ice, Ice Baby, Broncos, Patriots, Quadre Allison, Duke Johnson, we're going kicker and defense here. 1st we are going to go with our kicker, then we're going to go with defense, but I don't know exactly which defense I'm going to take. I'm just going to explain the strategy and then go with the defense. I'm going to get Justin Tucker the fucker but for defenses you want to drive the defense playing a not so hot offense week one then after week one if they have a harder opponent you just cut them and so on and so forth for the rest of the season I make videos every single week on which defenses to stream Tyler Bass Pro Shop still available we're gonna go with the Chiefs defense again don't know too much about their matchup week one I think it's the Browns so that's not the best pick but again I will be doing that research relatively soon so I can give you guys the most up-to-date defense that I will be targeting there will be a video about that as well so thank you guys all so much for watching this video our team got a 93 out of a 100 so I'm gonna make myself a little bit bigger here and we're gonna read off the squad here so our starting quarterback is Matthew Stafford running backs Aaron Jones Clyde Edwards Hilaire our wide receivers our CD Lamb and T Higgins tight end TJ Hawkinson did the tight end kind of screw us over, drafting Hawkinson early. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I still like the team a lot, though, with TJ Hawkinson, Flex, Darrell Henderson, defense kicker don't really matter, Brandon Cooks, Michael Carter, Darnell, here comes the Mooney Russell, Gage, Salvin Ahmed, Trevor Lawrence. This team's fucking amazing. This is amazing. This is best-case scenario in a 14 team league this is amazing but this just goes to show how shitty a lot of these websites adps are and if you are really locked in that you can take advantage of the adps especially with guys like michael carter guys like darnell mooney russell gage going super late in the draft who shouldn't be so thank you guys for watching i love you guys all make sure you have a great rest of your guys day this was a very late night upload i apologize for that normally the uploads the second uploads of the mocks are going to be up a lot earlier i love you guys thank you so much for watching have a great rest of your guys day as always good